Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 333 of The Big Show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Yes, we're a day late and a dollar short, but here we are. I apologize, folks. A little little slow, but uh, we're here now. So I'm gonna heading into the weekend. A little audio pleasure. Got Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast on today. He's my East Coast Hockey League correspondent, I like to call him. And uh, we're going to preview this year's ECHL, who to look for, fighters to watch, so to speak. And actually, and in all honesty, it, I'm actually really looking forward to this season in term, well, the East Coast League season, I should clarify. Uh, NHL, I could give a shit, but... Uh, the East Coast League, well, and the LNAH, I'll, we'll bring that up here shortly. But the East Coast League, um, a lot of tough kids. Really looking forward to seeing Skio and them. And uh, Alec and I talk about all that. Well, you know what? And I often, and, and probably rightly so, you know, I always get blamed for being out of touch and nothing current. All I do is yell about old stuff. Well, here we are. Today is a current show. How about that? 2023 hockey. Turning over a new leaf. Nah, I'm not turning over a new leaf, but that's just how it turned out uh, anyway for this episode. But uh, yes, so coming up here shortly, uh, I will play my segment with Alec, who I actually recorded with like three days ago. Um, I had I had every intention of having this out on Wednesday, but Alec and I actually recorded late Tuesday night, and uh, and then I didn't have a chance to edit it all and put it all out because I, had, I hadn't done the intro yet. Um, and then Wednesday came up and... Uh, yeah, I just, uh, and actually I did an interview. Um, I did an interview with Jonathan Aiken, a former first round draft pick by the Boston Bruins and an old, old nineties dub cat and had some tilts and they had some pro tilts. And, uh, we talk about all that and, uh, the NA, you know, and the AHL and the NHL process and the uh, up and down with the Bruins and the Blackhawks and, uh, and talk about some fights and, uh, a nice guy. It was fun to talk to. And, uh, that will be out, uh, next Wednesday because, uh, folks, I am actually packing my bags and getting on the jet airliner and, uh, flying to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes. Sin City. So I'm looking forward to that next week. I'm going to be gone. Uh, but I am not like, I always say like a good teammate. I am not going to leave you hanging. I, I will have an episode for you. Yes, so, um, and actually, in fact, this Sunday, what I want to do, I'm going to jump on the John Morasti bandwagon. I'm going to get on the, uh, after his uh, appearance on Spit and Chiglets, and of course, Shorzy Season 2 coming out uh, next week. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be Morasti, it's Morasti Mania out there. He's trending cat, he's popular, the Spit and Chiglets episode was popular. 
Well, I interviewed John Morasti about two years ago. Three years ago, probably, on my old platform. But uh, obviously, it's about his career and stuff, so it's evergreen questions. So I am going to bring that. I'm going to blow the dust off that episode, and I'm going to re-upload it. Uh, hey, why not? I'll jump on the I'll jump on the trending train here, and uh, I we will. Uh, so for those of you who, if you're new to the program and you haven't gone back that far, you'll definitely want to check out this interview. For other folks, it'll be a. I think it'll be a nice refresher. It's a good interview, and and John. Obviously, we talk about his entire career, and uh, yeah, it's a fun interview. And, and I will go on record as saying, yeah, I guarantee it's more in-depth than the Spit and Chiglets one was. And not to say that the Spit and Chiglets interview wasn't good, because I, I've li- I haven't listened. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and uh, and John is a great guest. And John can tell a story, and uh, he does just that. So I'm not saying don't check out the Spit and Chiglets interview, but um, although I'm sure most people have, because it's been a very popular episode. Um, so I'm going to throw out. I'm going to rehash. We're going to, uh, what, what do they, uh, re-release. That's it. I'm going to re-release some of my greatest hits. I'm going to be like Kiss. I'm going to bring out my fifth greatest hits album. Yeah. And, uh, so that will be Sunday's episode. And then, uh, as I said, next Wednesday, well, I am, uh, uh, hopefully winning on the strip somewhere in Las Vegas and, uh, catching some rays. Uh, I'll, Wednesday's episode will be Jonathan Aiken. So, uh, and I think you guys will really dig it. He was a good guest, good guy, and uh, he was fun to talk to. So, there you go. See, even when I'm gone, I'm still here, right? I'm always going to be right there for you, no matter where I travel or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's 8.30 here on a Thursday night. We're giddy. Um, actually, it's probably nervous energy. I will, uh, I will share something with my listeners. As I was saying, I... Uh, a couple was it last episode or the episode before I uh, applied for a supervisor job. Well, I have an interview tomorrow at eight thirty tomorrow morning. I have my interview for the supervisor position. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I know there's some competition for it. Um, yeah, what can you do, right? I mean, uh, yeah, if I don't get it, I mean, life goes on. I mean, I'm not going to go jump off the bridge or anything like that. So, um, you know, uh, hopefully I can get it, uh, you know, different challenge. I mean, it's, it's just a different department. Um, but, uh, we'll see. Um, it's, it's kind of a, yeah, well, I won't get into the whole details. It's, it's kind of a temporary, maybe permanent, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. It's, it's kind of a weird little setup, um, but, uh, yeah, I threw my hat in the ring, so we'll find out. It's, it's always weird, like, you know, cause that's the thing I've been, I've been where I am for 20 years. And of course it's an internal posting. So it's like, I haven't done a job interview while in 20 years. So, uh, yeah, little, little different. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's going to be kind of weird. So, um, but anyway, that, that's what's going on. So I kind of got some, uh, you know, tonight might be a little restless, uh, sleep, but, um, We'll see what happens tomorrow. I'll be, I'm actually glad the interview's tomorrow and then I can just like get on with my vacation next week. And cause we leave, well, I go to, I'm back to work Monday and then we leave fly out Tuesday, but I, I'll be, I'd just be glad, you know, get it over with Friday, go into the weekend, have it done and, uh, you know, whatever, let the chips fall where they may. That's all you can do. Right. So, um, not that I have any, like I said, not that I have any problem with my job now. I, it's fine. I got my shit on lockdown. Actually, I got a pretty cozy gig uh, in terms of uh, how I've had it set up. Well, I've been doing it for 15 years. So I've kind of got everything sort of set up, my routes and everything set up the way I want it, the people I deal with, blah, blah, blah. So 
I mean, again, you know, and pay me good and everything else. So, I mean, it's not that I'm, you know, dying to get out of here. And if I don't get this, it'll be some crushing blow. But at the same time, um, I actually kind of, like I said, the really the big thing is just to get out of the physical labor and repetitive motion and everything is my shoulders are shot and arthritic and everything else. So it'd be nice to just be, you know, white hard hat, uh, answer emails and sort of make some schedules and kind of coast into the final 10 years of my career before I retire. So, uh, yeah, that not coasting with the fact, not doing any work, but just a different style of work, non-physical labor, not non-physical. We'll put it that way. Um, so We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, I don't know why I shared that with you. Like I said, I just have some nervous energy, I guess, tonight. So uh, that's what that's what's happening. But uh, but I am looking forward to Las Vegas. Like I said, I haven't uh, I haven't had too many days. like since April. I've said I've had about five days, four or five days off. I think five actually, five days off since April. So it's been a long stretch and it's been a grind. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this next week in Las Vegas. So. But uh, nonetheless, like I said, well, uh, enough of my yapping, right? Let's. Uh, well, I mean, some of the yapping, like I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. I guess I got to throw that out. Uh, over 100 shows of the network. I'm part of the original content side, along with Terry Ryan and my boy Jolton Joel Azito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles, who just uh, released, uh, speaking of re release, Dave Marcinition. And if you're like Dave Mercer, who? Oh, I'm telling you, look that cat up, man. Bad dude, man. Under the radar, tough guy. Toe to toe, no wrestling, tremendous. Some great fights on YouTube. Look him up. Oh, him and Mark LaBelle smoke each other. Check that fight out. Tremendous. Um, but that, as well as uh, Joe kind of does a lot. It's a re-release because it's from his Nordiques Knuckles podcast. So I know he wants to get those episodes uh, out onto the, uh, on the network's platform. So, but a great, Joe does a great interviews. Um, at the start, he kind of does a, a rant, so to speak, on, on hockey culture. And, uh, yes, I completely agree. And, uh, I'll let you listen to it and you can make your own decisions. But yeah, Joe, great job and definitely check out his show as well as Alec over at the Five for Fighting podcast, who is going to be my guest, who is my guest for this episode in about 10 minutes. But, uh, yeah, Alec, again, Rob Ray, Frank Bialois, on and on. Tremendous back catalog, his latest episode. Um, I know he, uh, he, he's got to get back in the groove here. He's been, uh, with work and everything else, it's been uh, spotty, released. I get, we laugh on my show. I think he's been on my show more than he's done his show. Um, but, actually, his, it's, his episode uh, a couple weeks back is kind of what led me well, I was going to kind of do it anyway, but this kind of led me to this. Is he? Well, I always say foolishly went and asked the <laughs> went and asked the fans, um, basically who they think coming into this upcoming season, who the five kind of the preseason ranking power rankings of the five toughest in the East Coast League, and uh, he, so that he did that episode, um, and it got me thinking. Uh, not not a top five, but for this, just kind of like. Yeah, let's do like an East Coast because I did a review at the end of the last. If anybody remembers, Alec and I did an East Coast kind of a wrap up show, and he talked about the league. Uh, I also had Jay on, and we did the Southern Pro League, and I'll definitely do that again this year. And um, but you know, I'm gonna have a wrap up show. You should probably have a preview show. So uh, yeah, I decided to have Alec on, and, and just we kind of run over the teams, and he kind of gives you the who to watch for and that type of thing. So that's what's coming up here in a few minutes. Um, other than that, I don't, uh, 
I don't know. I don't really have much other than, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, Fourth Line Voice, as well as on YouTube. I have over 2,000 fight videos on my channel. Subscribe, please. Uh, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Um, Alex, same thing. Five for Fighting Pocket, or Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. Hit subscribe. Uh, if you're watching, you happen to be watching a fight video that you enjoy, hit the little thumbs up icon. I know it's cheesy, but YouTube loves that shit. It helps in the algorithms. Same thing with these shows, whether it's my show, Joe, whoever podcast you're listening to. Um, if you enjoy the podcast review, rate, rate it. There's a little star rating, uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever platform there's a rating system. Yeah. Just if you're, like I said, you're hitting play and download anyway, download, don't stream, please. Uh, that's how we get paid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, please rate the show because again, as a, not only for myself, but for any podcast you listen to, I always say, never mind about Rogan and Spit J. They don't need, believe me, they don't need your ratings. They're fine. But for the small content creators like myself and Joe and Alec and, and everybody on the network, um, if you could rate the show, it really helps us. Again, it helps us out in the algorithms and, uh, yeah, iTunes and Spotify and them, those show, they like, those platforms like that type of interaction with their listeners because, you know, then they can judge what you're listening to, blah, 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 and all that stuff. You know, if you listen to a podcast and underneath afterwards or on the side with YouTube or Spotify or whatever, it says, oh, listen to this. You might like these shows, like recommendations. That's how you get, that's how we get in the recommendations is by you rating and reviewing the shows. So if you could do that for our shows, that would be great. Thank you. That's my PSA. Um, yeah, other than that, oh, some news out of the LNAH. 52-year-old Donald Brashear has suited up, and, uh, he is back at it with, uh, I always call it Marquis, uh, Jean, I don't know French, uh, Alec gives me shit, he's like, you're Canadian, aren't you supposed to learn French in school? Yeah, up until about grade 7 I took French, that was about the extent of it, but, uh, I think it's Marquette, Marquis, whatever. Nonetheless, my, pardon my French, as they say. But Donald Brashear, and, and in fact, is playing in the preseason game tomorrow night. I'm told Francois sent me a message just 20 minutes ago saying Brashear is suiting up for the game tomorrow. Man, 52 years old and you're heading into the LNH. Ah, good luck to him. <clears throat> I said, in all seriousness, I said, I, I, I hope he's doing it because he wants to do it and not because he needs money. Now, again, I'm not saying he needs money or he's in some, I don't know his financial state or anything. I just hope it's not for those reasons that he needs money, so that's why he's doing this. I hope he's doing it for the love of the game. Um, we'll see. Yeah, like I said, I, I I don't know. Like I don't know how much fighting he's gonna do. I and I don't think it's a full. I think it's probably just kind of like not every weekend. Like I think it might just be home games or whatever. Like I don't think he's. I don't think he's playing the full fifty-two game schedule or anything. I don't think. My understanding was selective games. Or, and most likely just home games. That's kind of what I was told. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he's obviously big physical. They didn't bring him at 52. He's not going to be out there on the first line sniping and being on a power play unit or anything. I mean, clearly he'll be on a fourth line or a third line. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of tough guys in that league. And, I mean, a lot of guys would love the opportunity to fight a legend. So, um huh. You know, and I and I hope it goes. I hope it goes well for him. Like again, I've always said a million times in this show, I'm not a Donald Brashear fan. I've always given him his due. He's uh, he is in my top ten of all time. He's one of the best to ever do it. 
Um, and I know there's, well, I'll get into it here in a second. I know he's got a ton of haters and everything else and people all in Huggy Bear and all that stupid shit and whatever. Apparently spot picker, whatever that means. Um, uh, but no, like that's it. Like I said, you can hate him all you want. And oh, all of there's his fellow enforcers sure didn't like him. Well, whatever. It's not a popularity con. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. Um, a lot, and some of those stories that are out there have been greatly exaggerated. Colt Nor, um, from fight stories that, that did not happen. The story, he, it, you know, I'm just saying it didn't. Uh, you know, the videos are on YouTube and go back and check them out if you want. But, uh, for those that know that know, um, you know, and, and maybe, you know, if he wasn't that, whatever, the enforcer role wasn't supposed to be a Mr. Popular. So, um, no, the guy was a bad dude and, uh, without, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll, I guess we'll, we will see what happens. So, um, but yeah, no, and I had put this out that he was playing. I put it out. And of course, a bunch of these guys in the comment section, always oh, a spot picker. I'm like, well, how, he's got one of the best fight cards of all time. Like, we go down the, the, his fight card of the guys he fought. Like, it's insane. And for the length that he did it, for the amount of fights he had, for the longevity, yeah, he's, like, you, like, like, you don't have to like him, but don't be ignorant. Like, have some respect for what the guy did in his career. Like, he might not have liked his fighting style or whatever. End of the day, he did it, and, and for a real long time at a real high success rate. Them, them's the facts. You can, there is no, there, you can't argue it. You can't. That's just the way it is. And like I was telling this guy, spot, what is it? Like, what do you mean? Oh boy, Jablonski called him up, called up and he didn't fight him. Okay. Cause he said, no, that makes him a spot picker. Like a spot picking would have been, he says no. And then goes and fights like, I, you know, Braden Shan or something like that's spot picking because you said no, that doesn't make you a spot picker. I, every guy has said no. Jablonski has said no before. Probert has said no before. Like you guys like, like some of these guys just like to act like, oh, Bobby never said, he always fought. No, he didn't. No, he couldn't, you know, so, you know, so that's not spot picking. And then Brad jumped in and I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get him on the show. I actually sent him a message and said, I wasn't quite sure what he was arguing with me about. And he was talking, talking about real ones and stuff like I'm like, I don't know what you are. And he claims he wasn't arguing with me, but you kind of were. But, and it's cool. I have no, I have no problem with that, but it's just like, y- you and I are differing on what spot picking was. But Brad played back in the day and uh, played in the SJHL and shit. So I said, well, I'm going to get you on and I'm going to, we'll have this little debate on the air. So I think that might be something I'll do after, uh, when I get back from Las Vegas. I'm going to have my, and he replied back and said he'd like to do it. So, We'll see how it goes. But your other, the other guy I was talking to, oh yeah, he goes by Marion Cobaretti. Like, yeah, and he's talking about being the real one. Oh yeah, meanwhile, you're named yourself after a Sylvester Stallone movie character. Yeah, you're the real one, bro. Yeah, oh God. You don't know shit from apple butter about what's going on. So, yeah. And I'm, all I said was his fight card. He wasn't really a spot picker. Oh, yeah, so you're a big fan. I said, oh, I'm not a fan of Brashear, actually. But I said, I got to give the devil his due. Well, you sure sound like a fan. I'm like, well, why? Because I'm actually talking intelligently and not like an ignorant buffoon. Like, is that why I sound like a fan? Like, like I said, I'm not a Brashear guy. But, I mean, what, how can you deny what he did? You can't. 
That's at the end of the day, you can't. You can hate him all you want. That's fine. But you can't say he wasn't good and he sucked because he didn't. I know lots of guys like that. He wasn't even in the top 50. Yeah, okay. Well, he was. So, like I said, show me all these huge losses. So, well, Belak got him. Okay, well, he was 38 at the end of his career. But, okay, in his prime, dummy. Like, really, show me in Vancouver and, and, and uh, you know, and Washington and shit. Like, yeah, you show me all these big losses he had. Yeah, not many. So... You know, and then, oh, then they'll show you some, one in Montreal, oh, and someone as a rookie. So in his rookie season and his last season, these are the uh, examples you're going to use to me to prove that Dobreshier sucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. What do you like? To, what do you guys love saying? Oh, yeah. Facts don't care about your feelings. So, yeah. But apparently they do if it's something you don't like, right? It's, it, yeah. It's fake news unless you agree with it. Then it's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, but Donald Brashear making a comeback in the LNH. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've yapped long enough. How about we get into this? Um, Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast is my guest. And uh, we are going to preview the upcoming East Coast Hockey League season and who to watch for. Uh, right after these uh, sponsorship messages, we'll get into it with Alec. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you cats here on the weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. And now here's a word from our sponsor. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in Kansas City, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, here on the fourth line voice, I got my returning guest. I mean, I don't know how many times you've been on this show, numerous times, but uh, I figured we'll get Alec in from the Five for Fighting podcast because we're going to do a East Coast Hockey League preview, who we can expect to throw down and who the contenders, who the pretenders are going to be this year. And I said in my episode last week that Alec is my East Coast League uh, reporter. He's the guy I go to to get the scoops. Alec, what's going on tonight? Well, what an intro that was. Yeah. Um, 
You know, it's funny. I've, at this point, I think I've been on your show more times in the past month than I've done my own show. Yeah, oh, completely. <laughs> I've done more episodes of your show than I've done my own show. But we've been uh, we've been going for a while here. You get the bush lattes flowing, so oh, we get get got to get hyped for the uh, the new season coming up here. So I'm all excited about it. Well, yeah, and it's funny with this episode. Well, because I obviously, well, I'm I'm putting the cart before the horse here i'm going to do the the rest of the intro and the other topics i'm going to talk about i'll talk about tomorrow but uh when i'm recording but uh it's going to be kind of a current type day episode which is rare coming out of this show uh but um before we get to the east coast league thing big signing in the lnah today uh yeah. donald 51 year old donald brashear has signed with i guess it's marquis or marquis or however you say it um that that's something, man. Uh, what what do you think? Well, for for one, I I'm appalled at your French pronunciation of that. I thought, do you take French in school? Ain't that ain't that a thing up there in yeah, up I, there in Saskatch- Saskatchewan? Yeah, in elementary school. Yeah, some would say I, <laughs> I I can't really speak either language very well, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I believe he's saying with uh, was it is Jean Pierre? I believe is like the the pronunciation. I, I still I still probably butchered the shit out of it, so I apologize to our our French listeners out there, but. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I think it's cool that Donald Brashear signed there. I now I don't think he's going to be doing many much scrapping. We're talking about a 52 year old Donald Brashear. I think there might be one person stupid enough to try it, and maybe uh, I think Brashear kind of you know shows him to keep, let the sleeping dog lie a bit there. But I don't think he's going to be going out looking for tilts. Um, and I, I believe from what I understand, it's going to be uh, kind of like he's going to be playing a few games. I don't think he's going to be playing a full season there. No, I th- yeah, from my understanding, I think it's just more like home games, I think. Or yeah, like you know? bring them in for a few weekends here and there or whatever, something like yeah, that. Pop a crowd here and there, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be dudes that want to try it because, yeah, hey, it's pretty yeah, sheer, right? Pretty sheer. I don't think he'll actively go looking for it. Um, maybe. I mean, he might get the itch. Uh, somebody pisses him off enough, I'm sure the old old habits die hard. Yeah, but, I was uh, going to say, remember, wasn't it a few months ago that there was something that came out with Brashear because somebody fucked with him, right? And was he got criticism online. It was in like a senior league game, right? A senior league or a rec league game or something. Yeah, they were standing there. I think it was in the refs. They were standing by the penalty box. Yeah, but Brashear just goes over and like drills the guy. But that guy apparently had been cruising for it the whole game or whatever. It wasn't yeah. like the ass kicking just fell out of the sky, but it was like, Oh yeah. So, I mean, like you said, old habits die hard. Right. And I'm sure, you know, if you get it, you know, it's always going to be in the end. If you get fired up, it's like, yeah, I can see, you know, it'd be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I was uh, saying to somebody today, uh, I think with Brashear, hey, it's cool that he's back. I, I, I guess I'll put it that I hope he's doing it because he wants to do it and not because right. he needs money. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Cause I, I like I, I hope it's not like an out of desperation thing. Yeah. Like I don't know what his financial situation is. I've heard it hasn't been good or whatever, and you know whatever. That's for someone else to show. I'm not gonna get into his personal life because I don't know. It's just be speculation on my part. But so hopefully, but hopefully that's not the case, and hopefully he's doing it because he wants to do it and whatever. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. And also, uh, Cloutier, Chris Cloutier signed back with that team and it's like man oh man like I, I, that dude's played like 21 years in the LNAH yeah it's like, crazy oh like how yeah, and like well, yeah, and, and fought a lot like unbelievable I don't think folks actually realize it and you know you and I have been saying it for years now but like what you're really seeing here 
you're really watching the last of the Mohicans, folks. And I don't think people actually – because people want to pretend that old-time hockey is coming back and the enforcers are coming back. And I mean I don't – and I I enjoy that people are posting some of these fights coming out in training camp or whatever going on. Um, Like, you know, hey, look out for these guys. We're talking about guys who have had three fights in the OHL. And I'm not trying to shit on those guys. Obviously that the league has a limit on the fighting, so – they're limited to three fights, and I'm sure there's some out there that would love to fight more and be like an Arbor Jack guy or like a Darian Skio. I'm trying to think of just guys in recent memory. Um, but you're just not going to see that. So these guys that you're watching, the the Cloutiers, um, you know, the Hamels, or I mean, not Brashear, but even look at like the ECHL side of things, Nuber, like I don't even know if Nuber's going to be back this year. Travis Howe, Anthony Collins, these guys are veterans in the league now. Um, and you go up to the NHL, you got Reeves, Lucic. These are the names we're talking about. There's not really people coming in to replace them. You got Arbor Jack guy, and that's one name out of how many, you know, and it's that that's the, that's going to be the, the, the torch pass over to Arbor Jack guy. And it's like, it's not no slight to him, but you're, you're seeing the last of it, folks. You really are. And so you got to, I, I encourage people to appreciate it while you can. I'll put it that way. Exactly. No, it's like, exactly. And it's like, I don't like, you know, I, I've never understood this fucking hatred for Reeves or for Lucci or whatever. It's like, you yeah. know, it's over right after these guys leave. And it's just like, you know, you and like, yeah, like you said, I see these fights from training camp coming up. Well, first of all, these guys are trying to get noticed. So they're going to do anything. I'm like, do you think once they make the American League or anything, oh, this guy's going to throw down 15, 20 times? It's like, no, he won't. I mean, it's like, it's over. Like, these guys, like, and like I said, I'm not trying to be fucking wet blanket over here. And it's, yeah, all, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer about it, but it's just, it's the, them's the, them's the facts. Yeah. And it's like, but you guys all tried, like, there's so many guys that try to act like, it, like even Delorie and these guys. It's like, how old is he? He's got to be in his 30s, too. And it's like, he's one contract away from being out of the league. And it's like, so who, <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's, and like the Gallants and shit, like they're not getting any younger and it's just like, and they're never going to make the NHL, unfortunately. And it's just like, I don't, and like Dylan McElrath and stuff, like he's never going to make it back to the NHL. If he does, it'll be part time for a few games. And it's like, you know, so yeah, enjoy it while you can. And, you know, and like these kids, like I say, all these kids coming up now, I said, they'll fight, but they're not fighters. Yep. And it's like, you know, so if you want to watch a couple guys fight that, you know, hey, some of them, they'll get in there and they'll swing or whatever, you know, okay. And I mean, you know, not good for them, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I would embrace what some of these guys are left because they're going to be gone here in a, in a season or two. So, well, and people will point out too, it's like, well, look at you, they'll, they'll see Arbor Jack or they'll see, you know, Nico Blatchman and we'll like, see, see, there's guys. It's like, well, that's a unicorn. That's one out of yeah. how many players in the OHL, WHL, QMJHL, whatever. Um, these are unicorns coming out. It's like the like, same thing with like Tom Wilson. Why do you think Tom Wilson got the contract he did? Because he's a fucking unicorn in today's game. Yeah. So it's just you, these guys aren't getting replaced. There might be a, a onesies and twosies coming out, but it's it's not like you know the the old draft where you're getting like Brad May and stuff like that. coming Yeah. Up in, in like and in the first round. Yeah. yeah it's like, just, it's not happening. No. Well, and it's like, okay. Oh, Lucci sucks and everything else. Yeah. Noticed he got a gig right away. Yeah. So he became a free agent. I mean, so it can't be that bad. I mean, yeah, he didn't get his contract. He's also 35 years old or whatever. So yeah, but I noticed he's still in the league and he had a bunch of offers from different teams. So what does that tell you? I mean, so it's like, 
Well, yeah. the Leafs with Reeves, look how valuable that is. Yeah, they they understood that. I they they thought it was like the Leafs. They thought they knew what they needed with toughness, but they didn't get the right kind of toughness. They got like an aging Wayne Wayne Simmons, which hey, no slight to Wayne Simmons, tough dude, done it for years, but I don't think he's the right kind of toughness that they needed. Here here we are starting educated talk about the Leafs. You know, this is the first. There's a first for everything on the fourth line. Boys. Like, Holy shit, we need to get. I need to get Farmer Rob on the assets. <laughs> yeah, there. They actually, Farmer that, Rob. Yeah, maybe that'll be my Sunday. I'll try to get a hold of him. He can t- discuss the hey, whole do Leafs a fucking, thing. Do, yeah, do a do, do that and then do a make him do a rapid fire. Farmer Rob, there's some good content for you. Yeah, why the fuck? Yeah, why did? Sorry, Rob. Why haven't I not got you on? I, I don't even know if I've talked to him about it. But yeah, I'll get him on. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 the yeah, it is the last of the Mohicans, and I I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's these young people they don't understand, or I don't know. But uh, yeah, but but moving beyond that to get to the East Coast League here. Um, like I said, current stuff. Look at me. I'm having current stuff on my show. But I will say, as much as I don't watch it, and I've said this on numerous episodes, but your enthusiasm for the East Coast League got me to pay attention to it. And uh, not that I'm tuning in and watching games, but I mean, if you were putting up fight clips, I was watching them. And I mean, um, you know, from Skiho to Nuber and Blatchman and these guys, it was like, okay, I'll tune into this stuff. And I've really enjoyed it. So... And it it really is kind of the last league, I mean, outside the LNH, but like the last pro league, probably even more so than the American League, that like every team's kind of got guys. Or not every yeah. team, but most teams have guys. More, more often than not, you're going to, if, if you, you threw a dart at all the teams, you're going to hit a team that probably has a tough guy more than the AHL. <laughs> Because um, yeah. I know the AHL, I, I, the, now this I'm not you know saying this is it for certain, but from what I've heard and what I understand, Travis Howe is going to be with the San Diego Goals next year, so you have a guy like that. You got Alex Gallant out there with the Wranglers. You got McElrath with Hershey, um, and then you have um, Boko Imama out there. I, who's with? Is it with the Roadrunners? I can't remember who he's with. Um, it might be with a different team now at this point, but that's that's really it for the AHL. I mean, honestly, in terms of big like big name tough guys, you know, I won't say household names, but for lack of a better term, household names for fight fans, you know. Um, so you look at that, and that's the AHL. And Travis Howe, that's more. I, I look at him more of an ECHL guy. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I was shocked he got an AHL contract. Now, great for him. I love to see it. It was just. It was shocking to see in this day of age and where the game is today. Um, and I think it's great for him to make AHL money, but I mean, to me, he's still an ECHL guy for sure. Well, you paid attention, like I said, you pay attention a lot more than I do. I try to watch, but I'm finding all my, all these fights run together in my head and they, I don't, they don't stick out for me, but how did he do last year in the American league? I don't think he lost a fight in the American league to be completely honest. I know, I think the biggest one he had, he had one versus Boko Imama, but nothing really came of it. Um, it was kind of, if I remember right, it was kind of like a spin around, and they kind of got like the spin cycle going, and nothing really landed. I think uh, Howe ended up on top of um, Imama, and that was pretty much it. Uh, the bigger one, I mean, for the for the most part, though, every fight he had, he was he had the upper hand. I know he fought. Um, uh, it was Ian McKinnon, who was actually a former teammate, and so I, he he showed some restraint in that fight. And I think it's because they, they you know, he was former teammate. I think they're pretty good friends because they were uh, they played together out in Jacksonville. So once House started getting the upper hand, he kind of saw him show a little bit of restraint there. Um, 
but I would still say I don't I don't think Howe really lost a fight in the American League for sure. Um, and I mean that's saying something. I now I know we were talking, but I, if I remember right, Howe was injured at the time and we just didn't know it. But they were the goals were playing the Wranglers, and that was the marquee matchup we were hoping to see. That's probably the dream matchup that I have right now in terms of the AHL would be Travis Howe and Alex Gallant going at it. Yeah, that'd be something. That that's pay per view right there for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that well, and then that's the other thing. Uh, speaking of American League, yeah, Brett Gallant still up in the air uh, if he's going to go back to Cleveland. I I know Cleveland wants him to come back, so I think the offer is there. I think it's just up on a personal level whether the family wants to go back to the states or stay back in the Maritimes or whatever. So he has not. Alex has signed. Brett has not yet. So we'll see. I, I, folks, privately, I'm trying to talk him into the LNH, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, because he is property of the Laval team, so what do they say? A little, little fourth line voice, LNH bump out there. Yeah, why not? Right, we'll try. I'm trying, folks. I'm trying, but um, but yeah, but let's uh, yeah. Well, what I wanted to get you on, like I said, with the East Coast League, like I said, I know you follow it and everything else, and your show. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you got the guys on a lot and all that. But um, this year, so for the listeners, I'm telling you guys, because hey, hey, there's no one more old and bitter about hockey than me. So I think for the listeners out there, you could show, even I have broken down and watched Alex's stuff and paid attention to the East Coast League a little bit. Me, Mr. Bitter, yell at the clouds guys. So I think the listeners... You guys should do the same because if you don't, I think you're missing out because there's some cool shit going on in the East Coast League. There really is. We would not lead you astray, folks. So in saying all that, I wanted to have Alec on to kind of give us who to watch for. Who Us people that are we're kind of in the dark over here and we're, it, we're it's the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, Alex, guide to the fighters is what it's going to be. So who are the kind of the who are the kind of the kingpins of the league? We'll say like a top three, a top five. Who are the who are like the main dudes in your opinion? Uh, so I'll say a top five, and I'll put an asterisk next to the first two just because I don't know if they're going to be back next season. Um, Travis Howe, of course, I, I, like I said, I've heard he's going to sign with the goals. I'm not 100%. Um, so if he is up there, then obviously he's not the kingpin in the ECHL. But from a lot of the fan vote and um, feedback I got from players throughout you know, the, the, the two years I've been following the ECHL, more often than not, people vote Travis Howe as the the you know top dog in the league, and for good reason. I, I got to I've seen him fight Kyle Duber live, um, and I mean Travis Howe, he's he's there. He he fights to win. He he's not one of those guys who's fighting not to lose. If that makes sense for folks yep. out there, he's one of those guys that he's he's fighting to win, and he, he definitely shows in his fights. Um, Another guy I'll definitely say is Kyle Newber. I don't know if he's going to be back this year. If he is, I think it's going to be in Florida. Um, I, I think at this point, it's probably the only place he'll play. Um, if not, I don't. Uh, he might retire this year. I have no clue. Um, but another very tough dude did it for years. Uh, he was kind of one of the in that very tough era of the OHL. Still, you and I were talking about it before we got going here. But he had a great fight in junior with Luke Gazdick, and that'll yeah. Give you, you a YouTube that bitch, folks. Luke Gazdick yeah. versus Kyle Newber OHL. Damn good. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. So that'll, that'll give you kind of a teaser of what what's the what the future holds for Kyle Newber. But he's uh, had some great fights last season. I mean, the only L he's ever really taken that I've seen so far has really been to Travis Howe. 
And it's not like he's getting carted off. I would say it's more so like, you know, kind of how in points type deal. If you're scoring it like a boxing match, I could never really say like, you know, how never really dummy noober where you had to peel him off the ice with a spatula or anything like that. But those two just go at and they have like marathon tilt. It's great. So I would say those two. But again, I don't know if they're coming back. Um, Sorry, I, folks, I apologize if you hear me sniffling and stuff in the background as well. I'm, I, I just got over being sick, and then like a week later, I got sick again. It's been great. Um, so I would say guys that I know for sure are returning, though. Anthony Collins is up there. He's a veteran of the league at this point. He's signed with Savannah. Um, I know he's itching to fight, too. He only had four fights last year in, in Kalamazoo. He had a lot more the year prior when he was with um, – when he was with Norfolk, I got to see him. He fought Kyle Newber and he fought a couple other guys too. Um, I think I'm trying to think if he fought anybody else from Florida. I, I think I might be thinking of Noah Corson. Um, like you said, once you watch a bunch of fights, some of them start yeah. running together a bit. Um, I think Collins, no. is itch- Collins is itching a bit to go, though. He is, yes, because like I said, he only had four fights last year, and I know personally with talking with him, he's uh, he's he's chomping to the bits. He's ready to get it going, and I, what better team to do it than Savannah? I know the atmosphere down there is electric. They they sold out the most. They, they broke the record for most sold out um, home games in the ECHL in a single season, and that I mean that's saying something for an expansion team. So clearly they're they're all about it, and Savannah knows what they're doing because they have him and Darian Skio, who I'd say is another top dog. I just made a fight video of his. And I was telling you before we got going as well, I don't think he lost a single fight all year. I know that's John from the Hockey Fight League's boy out there. Yeah. You know, he's any any chance we get to talk about Skio, you know, he's foaming at the mouth listening while he's on his commute to work or whatever. Skio's um, awesome, old WHL guy. Uh, yeah. I know he's listening out there. So, yes, good luck to you this season. But, yes, the Savannah Ghost Pirates, best unis in the league too. Yeah. Oh fuck! Tremendous marketing. And I'll tell you, whoever does their their like Photoshop promo for like games or whatever, and I've mentioned on Instagram, I said, "Fuck, whoever does this, give that person a raise because they're tremendous." It's like they'll it'll just be like this ghostly looking pirate ship, fucking you know, art or whatever, and they'll have like a gator or something, you know, whatever, who whatever team they're playing. But it's just tremendous, like marketing one hundred and one for a minor pro hockey team. Um, but yes, they signed both Collins and Skio, so that is a one-two combo. That's the, I, that's got to be the tag team champs this year. Yeah, pack a lunch if you're going to Savannah. We'll put it that way. Yep, because yeah, because you'll probably be beating them about six nothing, and then you're you're gonna die. Yeah, you better <laughs> don't run the score up. You better keep it close because they're coming. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to think. So, you know, yes, the ECHL has the the lame ten fight rule or whatever. But hey, that's fucking twenty fights. That's twenty fights they can get in that year. That's that's a lot for today's standards, yep. especially from those two. Yep. That's, that's not that's not twenty patty cakes. <laughs> no, well, and that was the thing, and, and that's the one thing I noticed with the ski ho stuff. And of course, it was brought up in the comments. He's a mean motherfucker. There ain't no. Yeah. It's not bum taps and let's work out, bro. Like he's he's mean. He's there's some mean shit there. And I loved it. Oh, old school man. It was like watching old school fights. He's an yeah, asshole. He's, he's, he fights like an asshole. It's awesome. Yeah, he he's he's the he's the epitome of what an enforcer should be. And I know people might not like that, and you can see in the video where he's hitting Michael Robido when he's down. If and I know people are going to see that clip complete completely out of context. What's he doing? He's hitting a guy when he's down. What about the code? The code? Blah blah blah. Michael Robido is not a saint. Um, we'll put it that way. He's he's taken a lot of suspensions in the league. Um, and hey, it's what he does. It's just how he plays. But 
eventually it'll catch up to you. And what caught up to him that night was Darian Skio. And it just goes to show that the epitome of enforcer to me is a guy who's willing to cross a line to send a message. And yeah. that night he crossed a line and he sent a message to Allen and Michael Robidoux. He took a suspension for it, but sometimes a message needs to be sent and that's what's got to happen. And Darian Skio is a guy who will fucking do it. Yep. No, and it's like, and it's so rare to see now. And yeah. like Blatchman's the same way. I love Nico too. He'll do it too. And it's like all these people cry online. They've been so brainwashed into these NHL fights where it's all proper school. Good luck, buddy. And it's a square off. And let's just do a couple jersey jabs and a couple helmet punches. Then afterwards, let's rub each other's head and tussle at the hair. And good job, man. And then they talk about working out together in the penalty box. It's like, yeah, and it's just brainwashed an entire generation of fight fan. Even I shouldn't even actually say that. I always just blame the younger people. Shit, I read these old guys sitting in these fight groups. It's like, holy shit, are you guys have completely lost the plot about what this is all about. But Skio sure has it. Blatchman sure hasn't. They figured out what it's all about for young guys, and I love that they're doing it. So, and and Collins too. Collins fucking he'll yeah. I, it's kind of why I dig this shit, you know. And it's uh. Well, speaking of Nico, there you go. Kind of an undersized, but he'll fight everybody. And he just signed with Kalamazoo. So that was good. Yep. Yep. And Kalamazoo, of course, they, 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 I think they passed on Collins in the off season. So that's why Collins ended up with Savannah. So uh, there was a gap to fill with toughness. They got Nico Blatchman out there. Um, they also added Brandon Yemens, who's uh, I wouldn't consider him a heavyweight or necessarily a tough guy. More so one of those guys who's um, I, I, I guess I could say tough guy. I wouldn't say enforcer more so like a Nico. Um, one of those guys where, you know, if he realizes the team's down, and needs to go, he'll go. And if he sees something that goes down on the ice that maybe needs addressing, he'll drop the gloves and go after somebody. But he's not going to I won't say he's going to go out of his way or chomp at the bits like a guy like Skio or, or Blashman Woods. But I, I think it's good to have a guy like that in the back pocket. So. Um, that was, I think that was a great addition for Kalamazoo, but I mean, Nico Blashman, you want to talk about the epitome of old time fucking hockey. Uh, look at Nico Blashman and he did, he did very well last year for Norfolk. And I, I called people out on this as well for he's useless. He's a plug, blah, blah, blah. Well, in his, in his tenure with, um, with Norfolk towards the end there, cause of course he started the year with Allen ended um, ended the year with Norfolk and he was in Savannah, um, in the interim there. But towards his end there with Allen, or excuse me, with um with Norfolk, he was on pace for a thirty point season. He was a point every other game player, and he would drop the gloves and pump guys. I mean, can you really ask for much more in a fucking hockey player? Um, so if he could keep that pace up, I think it's great. But in terms of just, I mean, strictly fighting, I mean, Nico's awesome. He doesn't give a fuck if you're King Kong and you're six seven and two fifty. He's gonna fucking go you. He might not win every single fight, but to me winning percentage don't fucking matter as a fight fan you should just appreciate a guy dropping the gloves and going at it for the crest of the team and it was great to see that the Kalamazoo wings addressed that and even made the headline saying that you know Nico Blatchman's here to uh, stick up for the team and protect teammates it was great to actually see a headline embrace that kind of player and uh, and see a team kind of support that because you don't see it as much today well yeah and that's the other thing like you were saying right with the with the well it's the minors so you got to promote but like yeah they'll they'll promote the fighters Maybe not every team. I mean, I don't follow all the teams on social media, but like you said, Savannah will. The other teams, a lot of the teams will. I know a bunch of the teams last year when you had your Clash of the Coast uh, fight tournament. <laughs> the shit, they were announcing that shit on the PA and putting it on the scoreboard at the games. Yeah, I'm, I'm forever in debt. I'm in debt to the Worcester Railers. Um 
PA announcer, whoever runs it, because, oh, fuck, they pumped the tires for Chris Ordebody, former guest of the show, pumped his tires, uh, I, I think, two or three times on the PA system out there, telling people to go to the Five for Fighting podcast Instagram and vote for him in the Clash of the Coast Tough Guy Tournament. Oh, tremendous. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, like, do you think the Calgary Flames are on the, over the, at the Saddle Dome? Hey, go to the... Fourth line voice for the Bob Probert Invitational Tournament and vote for <laughs> Ronnie Stern and Tim Hunter. Like, no, no, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so you know you're in minor league town when they're doing that shit. But and, that's just uh, it, though. That's why, like, it's just the, like, this is the last league that's kind of, it, it's, it's weird because the league's in a spot where I feel like it doesn't want to promote tough guys, but it knows it knows it still wants to promote tough guys. If that makes sense, because obviously everything with the YouTube channel is one thing. And I'm not going to get into that because I can go on for a fucking hour about that. Um, but you know, you see them put in the fight rules here and there, but they still sign guys like Colin Skio, Nuber, How Blatchman, you know, whoever. Um, another guy like Thrower out in Norfolk. So it, it's weird, but at, at the same time, the league. Certain teams will definitely support the tough guys, and you can see which teams definitely do. I know Indy's a very good team about supporting their their enforcers and their tough guys as well out there with the fuel. Well, and another team that has a history of toughness, the Fort Wayne Comets, who uh, yep. have retired jerseys. They uh, they love their tough guys in Fort Wayne. Uh, well, they have signed uh, Cade McNelly, um, and he will be down there probably not for camp, but a little later. Uh, got to work some shit out here first, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to do young guy, first year pro, uh, tough kid out of the Western league, big defenseman. Uh, you old school fans. He's like a sandpaper dude. You'll dig him. Um, it'll be interesting. I know he's raring to go. I talked to him on the phone the other night and he's, he's ready and ready to fight and everything. I know there was a certain cat in Kansas city named Ryan Devine who, uh, when I mentioned McNelly was played in the East Coast League, uh, sort of uh, made some mentions in the comments section that I'm coming. So, uh, you know, and a little devil's uh, thing. So I think Devine's ready for McNelly to show up. So uh, there's another guy, Ryan Devine, up from the Southern Pro League. And he kind of he kind of made that league his bitch. And uh, then he went and won Ice Wars 3. And, and now he's signed with Kansas City. So... It's going to be interesting to see him step up to the East Coast League and what he's going to do against these guys. And I, I think there's some there's some really interesting storylines this year. Yeah, so I'm looking now actually because now that you brought it up, because this is going to sound weird, but Kansas City and Fort Wayne actually aren't in the same division. Kansas City is actually in the Mountain Division technically, and. Um, Fort Wayne is in the Central Division, and for those that don't know, the ECHL is very like it's a very um, division heavy schedule because obviously for travel reasons, it's a you know double A hockey, um, or excuse me, triple A, and so it's um, you know the the budget's a little bit lower for travel. They they do end up playing each other as I'm looking here, but it's not until February the seventh is the first game Kansas City and the Fort Wayne Comets play. So it's going to take a minute, but I am excited about seeing Ryan Divine. I'm I'm curious to see how he does at the at this ECHL level because let me see here. Actually, I'm looking at it. Um, that I will say the Mount Division is kind of lacking a little bit this year in toughness. So I'm not sure how much competition Ryan Divine is actually going to have in terms of his division. They do have Wichita, and Wichita will have Kelly Bent, um, who's definitely a tough guy, former guest of the show, actually was my most recent player I had on. Um, I wouldn't consider him in the same caliber as a Ryan Devine, though. I'd consider Kelly Bent more of kind of like a middleweight, and I'd start putting Ryan Devine in that kind of light heavyweight to heavyweight kind of um, weight category. 
if 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 Rapid City resigns Klotz, which I don't think I believe he's going to come back this year, I don't know. Then I think that's kind of be got to be the measuring stick for kind of Ryan Devine out there. Uh, Garrett Klotz, when working, Sam, I mean, absolute legend, but. Um, in terms of Ryan Devine, I don't think he's going to have too, too much competition in the Mountain Division as of yet. Um, but either way, if if anything, that's all that's also just a green light for him to just do whatever because you know the other teams don't have to answer for it. So if anything, that should be a green light for Ryan Devine the way I see it. <laughs> yeah, well, and like you said, as the season starts going on, I mean, you have American League cuts and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll see how who comes up and down. Yeah, and if Devine's going to fucking donkey it up right away. And some of these teams might be like, yeah, we need a guy. Cause yeah, I mean, well, from, with, from all, with, from, from all oh, accounts, like, well, Jay watching him in the Southern pro league for the last few years. Like, and again, this is great. He's like, yeah, like divine's a bully. And, yeah. and so it's like, if he's going to keep, I would assume he's going to keep playing that way. Cause that's what got him his contract in the East coast league. So it's like, if he's going to bully around the East coast league guys, it's like, well, do something about it then. And so maybe these teams will make a trade, maybe make a trade to get a guy that's already in the league, go out to the American League to get a guy or bring a guy, or, well, I was going to say from the Southern Pro, but get someone from somewhere, who knows. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully Divine forces their hands. I do know with Kansas City as well, and this was actually brought up to me by a Kansas City fan earlier today. <laughs> Um, so it's right on par that we, we, we've got this topic on the podcast, but Justin Knockbauer, who led the league in fights last year with 13 fights, um, has, he signed with the Coachella Valley Firebirds and they are the AHL affiliate of the Kansas City Fire, or Kansas City Mavericks as I'm combining team names here, um, the, with the Kansas City Mavericks. So if he gets called down and brought back down to the ECHL, he'll be playing with the Kansas City Mavericks, um, the thing with Justin Knockbauer, and I, because I, I, somebody was basically asking for like kind of like the lowdown, and I'm like, what's the what's the info that you give me? While he led the league in fights last year, this was kind of I think his first year really embracing the role. I think this was one of these guys that kind of made the mental switch. Uh, if you ever look at his prior stats, you'll see the most fights he ever had in a season in the dub was I think five. And even last year when he was in the ECHL, I think he had three or four fights. But then this year it was like a switch went off or something. Like maybe this is how I got to stick around or this is how I'm going to make a name for myself um, and start dropping the gloves more. Because now he's up at 13 fights, led the league, but he just hasn't fought kind of that uh, that kind of that, that higher caliber guy like a Collins or a Skio or a thrower uh, or like a Turcotte kind of guy. So I just um, – I would say he's on the the up and coming watch list for tough guys and enforcers, but um, I think he's gonna got some he's gonna have some growing pains a little bit in terms of dropping the gloves and kind of getting that that better pedigree under his belt. But him and him and Divine as a one two punch out in Kansas City, if he ends up going there and get called down, I mean I don't think he can go wrong. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good tag team, I think. Well, yeah, like you said, just kind of a sometimes fighter that all of a sudden he amps up his fighting. Oh, and he signs an American League deal. Yeah. Oh, shocking how that worked out. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say it's not hate, dead yet, folks. You hate know. to say it told us so. Exactly. But, uh, well, and you mentioned the throwers, cause, and I'm familiar with obviously Dalton playing here in the, with Saskatoon many moons ago. Uh, has he finally kind of retired and just Josh has gone on? Um, I don't know. I think Dalton might be, st- he, he might still be with the Atlanta Gladiators. I could be wrong. Um, He's either with Atlanta or he's not. I know. I know for sure he isn't like signed anywhere else because I would have known about that. Um, I'd have to double check, but I know for sure Josh obviously went to Norfolk, um, which I think that's a great signing. I, I, I'm 
I'm excited for that because I'm hoping to catch some games out there. Um, and I wish, like, I will say this, folks, keep circle the calendar for, for Norfolk's opening day because they play Savannah. And you got Anthony Collins, Darian Skio, and Josh Thrower on the fucking ice at the same time. So um, I wonder what's going to happen. Now, of course, I don't know if Skio and Collins are going to be on the lineup at the same time, of course. Um, but it's just the potential. So I would say that's a huge heavyweight marquee matchup to circle on the calendar for sure. But, uh, I mean, Josh Thrower, I don't have to sell people. I think he dealt with the injury bug a little bit last year. But, I mean, every fight he's been in, he always looks good. He had a re- he actually tagged Nico Blashman pretty good last year. Um TKO him, kind of Bambi legged him a little bit, and Nico went up to him just say he he fucking he rocked him, he and he he wore that one, and uh, so Josh Thrower is a bad dude. Him and Dalton both are. I just posted a video of uh, Dalton Thrower knocking out one of the Leonard brothers um, from Norfolk. This was two seasons, I think, at this point. Um, so both the both the Thrower boys definitely know what to do, but I would say Josh is probably the better fighter out of the two, for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, well, and, and yeah, and like you said, uh, yeah, the Thrower Brothers, yeah. I was always uh, always a fan of both those guys, and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, well, like you said, Chris Ordabody, he's re-signed, right? Ordabody re-signed? Yep, Ordabody's up there with Worcester now, or Wooster, excuse me. However, I always, just, I always joke because you could say that fucking city, like Wooster, Worcester, Worcestershire, however the fuck you want to say it. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always say Wooster, right? I don't know. But I don't have to look I believe there. I believe it's actually pronounced Wooster from what I understand, but I just it's just I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know. Fucking what goes around is all around with that fucking name, I guess. Um <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so Chris Ordemani just resigned there and actually Jake Schultz just signed there too. Another guy. I don't think Jake Schultz quite quite considered a heavyweight, more so a middleweight. Um so the North is slowly but surely getting a little bit more stacked here and there. Um and shoot, I'll have to see who it is. And this was a guy, it was a, a former teammate of his messaged me. Um, in the, I believe he played for the Rail Yard Dogs in the SP, and he just signed with Redding. Um, Spencer Kennedy is who it is. 6'6 Alberta guy, and he definitely had some pims. He said he fought almost every year, or excuse me, every year. He said he fought in almost every game uh, last season when he was with the Rail Yard Dogs. So that's a guy who got signed out in Redding. So the North... Uh, went from kind of being, it was like, eh, kind of here and there. There was like pretty much Yannick Turcotte, and that was, and maybe Order Body, and that was about it. And now you got guys like you got Turcotte up there, you got Thrower out in Norfolk, you got Order Body and Jake Schultz out in um, Wooster, and then now you have the Spencer Kennedy out in Reading. So the North Division actually kind of stacked up a little bit this year and uh, beefed itself up. So I'm curious to see how this is going to go. But um, yeah, Order Body and Jake Schultz out in Wooster, that's going to be a good one two combo. Well, you mentioned Yannick Turcotte as well. There's another guy, uh, of course, former uh, Islander prospect, if you want to listen to that. J- Jolton Joel Lazito, one of the horsemen, yeah. as Joe calls it. Uh, they have Coliseum Chronicles. He interviewed uh, Yannick Turcotte. So if you wanted to get the background on that dude, check that out. Joe does some great interviews. But yeah, Turcotte's a bad dude, man. Oh, I, I said it, I think, last on my last episode when I was going over the signings. Because um, the way... The way Adirondack announced that Turcotte was coming back. Um, excuse me. Sorry, there was a little bush lattes kicking in there. Um, 
And when they announced it, it was like it was your, it was Yannick Turcotte doing like a workout video or something like that. It was it was perfect for minor pro hockey. Like I fucking love it, um, dude. Just sure, it, it almost looked like like the Top Gun scene where they're like shirtless and just fucking oiled up, basically just getting the sweat on, pumping iron. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming back this year." And it's like, "Yeah, fuck." If I look like Yannick Turcotte doing that, I wouldn't own a goddamn shirt. Yeah, Not a chance. And it's just tremendous. I'd be working out on the front marketing. lawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Yannick Turcotte coming back is huge. He had a really, he actually had a really good fight with James Melindy last year. Um, somebody was forced enough to catch it for me and got actually got a pretty good view of it. Um, I believe on the glass side that they were fighting on. So you can definitely go check out that fight. I, I know Turcotte's definitely, I, I believe he probably wants to fight a little bit more. Cause I, I believe he's one of those guys who just really enjoys his role. So I could see him kind of looking forward a little bit more now with Spencer Kennedy, Josh thrower or body and Schultz kind of in that division now. So I think we're gonna I, I, we're gonna see more matchups in the north more than last year because we really didn't see a lot. Yeah, well, and I know you briefly mentioned him, and of course Garrett Klotz. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> I remember watching. I remember when the Blades traded for him when he was seventeen. Uh, it's so it sounds so funny for me to say now. Oh, a veteran Klotz, but I mean he's probably in his yeah. mid thirties by now. But um, huge dude, of course. You know, lots of American League time played in the played over in the UK. Um, big dude. Fought everybody. Um, I know he's had some real injury problems, and you know doesn't play a ton of games. Um, but yeah, if he uh, if he comes back, where'd you say he's Rapid City, right? Rapid City's been has been the place where he's called home the past. I think. T- three seasons. Yeah, he's been maybe there for even a while. more. He's actually I might might even been there for five. Let me see here. I got to pull this up because it's going to bother me. But I think if uh, uh, if if Glotz is uh, health or if he's well, I don't know how healthy he'd be, but if he's in the lineup, um, Glotz could still even at his age can mess people up if he fights. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he started in Rapid City in seventeen eighteen. He's been there ever since, except for uh, the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season. Uh, he was with Utah for just that one year, and then went right back to Rapid City the following year. So. Um, I forget. I always forget he played with Quad City out in the uh, seventeen eighteen season. Um, but yeah, so that's the only thing he just like last year he only played fifteen games. The year prior to that, thirty eight. He just has not played a full season. I think he's just getting the injury bug. But again, when when he does fight, he doesn't lose. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, and also, I, this is no slight to Clutch, but the past probably season season or two, I don't think he's kind of had the kind of caliber of guys that. He's not. We'll put it this way. He's not fighting McGratton out in Nottingham again, you know. Um, so I, I think that plays a little bit of, fa- of a factor into it. But at the same time, it's Garrett Klotz. I, he knows what he's doing. If it tames down to fight, like you know, uh, Josh Thrower, whoever, I think he'll be just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, he'd be. Uh, I'd be putting my money on him. You know, regardless of health, if he's fighting, yeah, he's done it for yeah. so long, and yeah, and massive dude too. Um, well, I mean, there, there we go, folks. Uh, well, like I said, you have the YouTube five for fighting YouTube channel. They haven't, they haven't completely killed you yet. No, not this one. Not this one. They're, they're working on the Twitter page though. And I noticed when it's very slow days at the office out there, the ECHO headquarters, you could tell. Well, how many videos do you have up on that channel? <sighs> up on my YouTube now? Fuck. I don't know. Not nearly as probably much as i should i remember you still, the last, have a bunch I, of stu- you still have a bunch of stuff from last year though don't you yeah i got a good amount on there i mean a decent amount um let's see can i even see how many videos i have i don't even know 
What do we Oh, uh, yeah, I got uh, 93 videos. I mean, and that was, I probably had almost close to uh, 500 Five, videos. Yeah, last I was time. Say, you had hundreds yeah. before, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so. well, follow, five for fighting on Instagram. Then follow them on there. You'll see all the fights. So. That's where you want to go. Go to the Instagram. It's the actually don't go to the Instagram. That's definitely not where you want to go to see fights because you won't see any ECHL fights there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. I need to get on Instagram. I keep saying that. And I'm not on Instagram. I got to get on Instagram. Terry Ryan was giving me shit the other day for not being on Instagram. Um, well, I can tell you if old Elon decides he's going to start charging for Twitter. Oh, I'm out of Twitter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or X. Yeah. See ya, Elon. Yeah. I'm out of here. So yeah, I got to get on the, I got to get on the Instagram bandwagon, I think. But, uh, yeah, fight. I know probably a lot of listeners. I, I think I, half the time, I think I'm the only person that's not on Instagram. So yeah, for those listening out there, hit up five for fighting podcast on Instagram. You'll see all the good shit. Well, there you go. Look at that. Like, I, I, your check will be in the mail for that, or I could Venmo you after this after this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. But uh, well, like you said, your your pod. Well, they know people listen. I'm, I'm pretty sure we have the exact same audience. I'm yeah, pretty probably. sure. I, I don't think we, well, there might be a straggler or two, but uh, for the most part, yeah, that's uh, five for fighting on social media. You'll find him and his podcast, and he's interviews these cats, and uh, yeah, with the with the season right around the corner. Um, yeah, man, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I want to, like I said, I want I'm I'm curious to see how McNally does and Collins and Skiho and all these guys and uh, and like you said, we ne- we don't know what's coming down from the American League or who's coming from where. So uh, I I know I I know uh, well, and he had a pretty and he had a pretty solid season last year. Sean Allen uh, has left yep. and went to the UK, so he's on his he's on his European vacation right now because he ain't gonna find no one to fight over there. So, uh, yeah, no, sitting, well, fuck that was the, that was the clash of the coast winner. Exactly. So good for him. He's going to save his hands this year and get to play some hockey. And I, cause I can't see anybody fighting him over there. And so, uh, but that's kind of, that's kind of a kit that for selfish, re- hey, good for him for getting out of the, you know, take the gal in the UK vacation before you retire, go for it. But, uh, as a fight fan, that's kind of a kick in the nuts to see him leave. Yeah, it sucks. Cause I know the UK got Cole Frazier as well. Um, and he was a tough dude, a former guest of the show. He was out of uh, Toledo. They got Arvin Atwal, but I think he's in like one of the he's in a different European league, not the not the EIHL. Um, he was with Cincinnati as well. Cincinnati lost a lot of toughness. They lost Atwal, um, Allen. They had Yemens, uh, but Yemens is now with Jacksonville, uh, or excuse me, he's with um, Kalamazoo. So and Cincinnati lost a lot of toughness to either overseas or guys going to different teams, but. Yeah, the old the old EIHL turned it looked like the LNH for just one night a couple a couple week was it last week or the week or, week or two ago? Yeah. yeah, fuck all those preseason fights. Paul, give a shout out to quick Paul over there at Hockey Fights UK. If you want to follow all the UK hockey fights, go give that channel a follow. He's got great stuff on that channel. He's been doing it forever, and he goes way back. And uh, yeah, Paul, even though you won't come on the show, I'm not going to hold it against you. You do you do a great job over there in the UK preserving the history. And uh, I laughed. YouTube actually shut down his channel for all of about three days. And I don't know. They received more hate mail in three days, I'm sure. And I noticed his channel got quickly restored, and uh, which was good. But, yeah, Paul does a great job, and he'll keep the folks updated on all the U.K. stuff. But, yeah, they had a little little line brawl there in the preseason a, a couple of days ago. And 
I know uh, what I was telling you off air here before we got going, but the old Triple uh, A league out in Quebec, oh, it hit the fan the other night. Oh, we got we got opposing fans getting beat up in the bar after the game. Well, the issue is the challenge has been issued to come to our town, and uh, that's happening this Saturday. I can't remember who the two Triple A teams were, but I said, "Holy shit, what is this?" Nineteen ninety nine. I'm waiting for Mike Bro and Jacques Dubé to show up and. Uh, and some that guy with four, Desmo. Four, I was going to say about 14 other Cotes or something yeah. coming out into the fucking dimly lit Quebec League yeah. arena. Six LeBlancs are going to show up and we're going to be ready to rumble here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, our, fi- our five Cotes versus your five LeBlancs. Yeah. Let's get after it. The AAA <laughs> League is hot and heavy. There's some rivalries getting built up. And 49-year-old Corey Holland has re-signed and he's back at it. And, uh, yeah, so the Quebec League is going to get nice and crazy again. And, uh yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll see what. Well, I always said for uh, for actually uh, for personal you know reasons, I would love to see Miko in the LNAH. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I do. I, I I had no clue that he was even considering going to fucking Laval. He is, he was talking about it, and it wasn't until I interviewed him again uh, for this upcoming season that he broke the news that he was he was actually pretty much on the way up to Quebec. Until uh, he got a call and it ended up diverting his trip and going to uh, I think it was Savannah at the time, but uh, yeah, Nico to the to Laval was definitely almost a thing. Yeah, that would have been something, man. That would have been. Oof. I'm trying to think of the kid from the Southern Pro League that just signed in the Quebec League. Ah, uh, I could hit pause and look it up. He's not like a huge fighter or nothing, but he's kind of a, a little instigator dude. And I know Jay was like. You know, he there's one thing to instigate shit in the Southern Pro. It's another to instigate yeah. the, the mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, yeah. he might. Uh, there, <laughs> you know, so we'll see. But old uh, JF LaFrance has resigned as well. So uh, yeah, the, and Tebow resigned, and so yeah, there's a few toughness out there. But never mind the Quebec League. We're talking about the East Coast now. But uh, folks, I, I well, I won't keep Alec for t- much longer because I know it's late there. But there is your sort of your tour guide around the East Coast League, for who to watch for early this season. Go to his channel or go to Instagram and pay attention. He'll put the fight clips up for, and they'll be up for like nine minutes, so you got to check them out while you can. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm actually pretty excited for the East Coast League this year. Look at this. Bitter old bastard is pretty excited for some current shit. There you go. Yeah, there you go. An old fun. dog can't I, I, learn I, new tricks, see? Eh? I think what I'm going to end up doing, too, because I got a couple irons in the fire in terms of interviews, but if I got to get a solo episode, I think what I might do is go through the opening night schedule of the ECHL and kind of do like a potential matchups and, uh, you know, just for shits and gigs, just see who can fight who maybe and what what, what matchups people can look out for and, uh, you know, see what happens. And you never know if somebody's going to drop the gloves because I remember I did the tail of the tape a couple times. And, um, excuse me, I remember when Nico came to town after – after he was traded away from the Everblades uh, to the the South Carolina Stingrays, I was saying, look out for Nico and Nuber. Look out for it. And people were like, I don't think they're going to fight. They were roommates or whatever because they were. They were roommates um, when Nico was here with uh, – oh, I should say here. When Nico was there with Florida. And sure as shit, shit hits the fan of the game. The right situation happens, and the two drop the gloves. I was like, fucking hey, I called it. Just keep watching. I'm telling you, just looking for the potential matchups. It'll fucking happen. So I'm thinking I'm going to do a potential matchup episode. So I guess I'll keep the folks in suspense. Don't worry. This one's not going to take 14 weeks to uh, to release. I'm back on the, my, my regular non-night shift schedule so I can get back to released episodes. There you go. There you know, And the potential matchups, we'll get on social media. We'll start hyping them up. We'll... Uh... 
Yeah, there we go. We'll we'll get folks. We'll hype it up, and we'll uh, we'll get the we'll get the uh, we'll get the players all pumped up for it. So maybe we can lead to some uh, some fights, talk them into it. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll get old John from the hockey fight league on. I'm sure he'll enjoy talking about that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, hey, nothing's gonna sink ratings faster. But you know. well, I'll give him you know the skio corner, and we'll talk yeah. for fucking fourteen hours on Darian Skio. You know. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Old John, there, there's another guy I got to get on for ten rapid fire questions. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I'm going to tell him you can't say ski for all ten. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, but uh, anyway, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I know it's late there, and uh, it was kind of a last minute thing, but uh, you know, wow, I'm talking to you like it's never going to happen again. I'll probably have you on in a couple of weeks anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, who are you saying? I'm not going to release an episode for another three months. I'll come on your show with four times before the time span comes for me to release the episode. Well, like I said, last 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 show when I was talking about, I said every time you release an episode, it's like an anniversary edition. Yeah, yeah fuck. Yeah. I yeah. laugh. You hit 300 episodes. I'm not even you're, – you're at like 320 something. Yeah, I'm not even at 100 this episodes This is episode yet. 333. Look at that. Fuck. Yeah, I haven't even hit 100 yet. Jeez. Yeah, shows how slacking I am. Yeah, I, I think you're just smarter than I am. I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the imagine of the amount of audio trash that I have put out over the years. Yeah, it uh, never ceases. I don't want to say this one was trip. Maybe I've up my up my game. I don't know. We'll see. We'll it's see. Debatable. Yeah, but anyway, man, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Anytime I get, a, I get an excuse to talk some ECHL or some tough guys, you know I'm down for it. So I appreciate you for having me on as always. Absolutely. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 